Um, today we're going to continue on. We were taught, we've been, God cannot bless who you pretend to be. God can only bless the real you. And I think the finest examples that we had in the Word of God with that was would have been in, in uh, Genesis 32, when Jacob wrestled, wrestled with the angel all night and uh, asked the angel for his name. The angel said, no, no, what's your name? And he confessed, I'm Jacob, I'm the chiseler, I'm the cheat. And after he, after he identified himself that way, the angel said, no, no, you're not any going to be called this anymore. Your name is now going to be Israel. So when he identified God and identified himself, God identified him. And the same thing happened in Matthew chapter 16. We read about Simon Bar-Jonah. Now, you didn't want to be related to Jonah back in that day. Simon, Simon son of Jonah was not a good good pedigree. But anyway, he said, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, because he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, you got that by revelation. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but it came through a revelation from from the Father God. And when you get a revelation, it changes everything. So he said, he said, now you're not going to be called that anymore. You, your name is going to be Peter Petros, a, a chip off the old block, a, a part of the rock. Now it took him a while to get there. I mean, even though it takes you a while to get there, but God doesn't speak to your potential. He talks to you the way that he sees you right now. And how he sees you right now is Colossians 2.10, complete in him who's the head of all principality and power. It's like in 2 Corinthians 5.21, he didn't come to looking for righteousness. He came to, to provide it. He came to provide your righteousness. That's, that's where it came from. And, you know, it's 2 Corinthians 5.21 is like when you begin to deal with the broken areas of your life, how many of you don't have any? I'm reading a book right now called um, The Glory of God in the Supernatural. And it's, I think it's a 600-page book. <laughs> so I'm reading it in little excerpts. <laughs> but the guy, the guy identified 10 areas of brokenness, and I qualified for all 10. And I suspect that there are many here that do. But when, we, when, when I came into the, I don't like to call it a movement, but the word of faith, I was not allowed to confess problems. And it wasn't until I moved outside that camp and started to listen to people like Bill Johnson and others that I realized if I don't confess them, I'll never get past them. You know, you just, it's not some magic pill. You just deny I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah, you are. But that's, that's the foundation for how you deal with the brokenness. If you don't identify with that, then you identify with your brokenness. So the, the foundation, the base layer is I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Now I can deal with broken issues in my life. Now I can do what he said in 2 Corinthians 3.18. Be changed from glory to glory, to glory, to glory, to glory, until I come into the image of Jesus. And it's a lifelong journey. You don't, you don't get there overnight. And again, it's Romans 12.2, renewing your mind by the word of God. Proven the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God for your life. Your mind needs, how many of you know your mind needs to be renewed all day long, every single day? Because there's a war going on between my flesh and my spirit. My spirit is strong. 
My spirit never gets, never changes, but my flesh. I got upset the other day. <laughs> what day was that? <laughs> How many of y'all have to deal with things like that? But see, there's a root. It's kind of like when I was doing alcohol and drugs. That was not my problem. That was the medicine that I chose to medicate my problem. My problem was deeper than that. My problem was rejection from losing parents when I was very young and all of that and the fear that came with it. So so medicating the problem didn't really, it, it didn't help. But matter of fact, it affected many other people around me, you know, so. So where are we going to start in our Bibles today, though? Oh, I know. Psalm 110. So this is some good news. How many of you would like to have some good news today? The best news you can ever get is rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. An attitude of gratitude. I read somewhere years ago that you have 90,000 thoughts per day. And 80,000 are a repeat from yesterday. Yeah. I don't know who counted them. God bless the guy. <laughs> but a lot of, you know, we called them uh, ants, automatic negative thoughts. You ever notice you don't get wake up in the morning and just feel positive? Lots of times it's, oh God, but it's not praise and worship. It can't be morning already, right? I got the, I got, I've got glasses I can wear now, Pastor Nancy. I got new glasses. They're in the, they're in the, they're in there somewhere. That's okay. We have to take this slow, because we have to. We we really need to establish this in our lives. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is the change agent? That you don't have to change a thing. Again, Romans, Romans 4.21. Paul, uh, Paul, Abraham, hey Paul, Abraham said, I am, you know, I, I am persuaded that what he has promised, he is also able to perform. He promised it and he makes it work. It, don't make it work. Don't struggle trying to be who God made you to be. Let that go. Let let that go today. Just let it all go. Not let go and let God. Just let go. Just let go. You don't have, you, you, there's nothing for you to do anymore except stand in faith. Or Hebrews four eleven. Enter into His rest. That's why you were. That's why Adam was created at the end of the sixth day. He was born in rest. He entered right into the seventh day. No struggle. Yeah, but you don't know who I am. I had a conversation the other day with somebody on the phone. They had just been in a serious accident, and I was trying to explain to them, God does not love the ideal you. We all have an ideal you. This somebody that we're going to be someday or we'd like to be. God doesn't bless the ideal you. He deals with the real you. He loves the real you, not who you pretend to be who you are right now. He loves you. If you just, that just destroys everything else in your life. Just uproots all of the negativity. He loves me. 
He's not mad at me. He hated sin, so he killed his son so that I could live. <sighs> now, that's kind, that kind of love will keep you going, won't it? Let's go to, did I say where to go? Oh, yeah, you're probably already there. Okay. Now, this is one of the coronation psalms, and so, but it applies to you because Ephesians 2, 6 says that you are now, not going to be someday, you are seated in heavenly places in Christ. All you have to do is remain. Seated means you're done. Seated means there's nothing left to do. Matter of fact, when it says that he'll make your enemies your footstool, what they used to do back in the day was they would make, when they would defeat a king in a kingdom, they would make, they'd bring the king and put him in front of the, in, in front of the Lord king, and, and he would use them, use them as a footstool. So when he says he'll make your enemies your footstool, I don't care if it's drug addiction, financial pressure, all of those kind of things, they are going to end up under your feet. And I'd like to add Romans 16 shortly. Shortly. It's just about over, but the greatest is yet to be for the church. It's almost over for the world, but the greatest is yet to be for the church. So let's read this. So get ready to rest your feet on the backs of your enemies, okay? The Lord said unto my Lord, sit. Sit at, at my right hand until I make it happen. Until I make your enemies your footstool. Go ahead, rest your feet on the back of your enemies and take your seat. So there's no struggle anymore because it's already, it's already done. So all you're doing is walking out. Because we understand, he said, from before the foundation of the world, he chose you in him. He chose you before the foundation of the world. So he's already been to the end. Ephesians 1, 3 says, He's already blessed you with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. And verse 4 says, I called you in me from before. Before I ever put the earth in place, I knew you and I've been to the end and I'm telling you what it is. I'm going to tell you, it's so clear in Numbers 21. He said, uh, he said I've I have a commandment to bless you and I'll not reverse it. That's the linchpin of life, people. I've commanded a blessing upon you, and I will never reverse it. So the only one that can reverse it is not the devil. It's you. Not receiving what he did. That's why he said in Hebrews eleven six, you know, without faith, it's impossible. Why? Because he needs you to believe him. Number one, that he exists. And number two, that he rewards you because you diligently seek him. Well, you don't know what it looks like right now. I know that if you just take your seat, your enemies will be under your feet. If you just take your seat. And, and again, I always like to ask myself, is what I've been doing worked? All of my struggle, did it ever produce anything other than stress? That's what religion does. Religion will stress you out because you're always trying to be a better person. I'd like to say, give it up. Okay, let, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, please. How about uh, verse... 10. 10, 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and how long? For all, for all time. It's already done. Okay. Next verse. 
Every priest stands daily ministering and offering sacrifices which can never take away the sin. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice, one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from henceforth, verse 13, expecting that his enemies would be made his footstool. At rest, again, Ephesians 2, 6, you're at rest in the completed work of the Lord. You're expecting financial debt, physical symptoms, medical reports, wayward kids, problems, all of those things under your feet because it's already done in the spirit. So if it's already done in the spirit, there's no, there's no, there's no struggle involved. You're, you're resting in the Lord. Henceforth expecting. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Financial debt. Oh, it's so overwhelming. Put your feet on it. If you don't know, don't know the price of gasoline, the price of food, God, God does. He said he'd supply all you need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. As long as you don't start complaining about it. Because what you, what you talk about, you give life to. If you don't like your situation, shut up. The more you talk about it, the more it comes alive. Because that's the way you were created. Your words are seeds, and they'll produce life or death. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. They love it, eat the fruit that it bears, whether it's good or bad. Proverbs 6, 2, snared by the words of your mouth. Don't get snared by the words of your mouth. Make sure that you're talking the word of God all the time. How's that going to happen? It's going to happen as you renew your mind by the word of God, and it's going to happen over time. But each time you find yourself saying something negative, replace it with something positive. That's all you got to do. Um, about verse um, 14. For by one offering he has made, look, by for one offering, how do you not read every verse of this? He has perfected. Are you reading this? Yes. Perfected how long? Forever. Those that are sanctified, those that are set apart. Forever is a long time, people. Yep. Okay, let's go up to verse uh, 22. Uh, how can you start there, though? No, verse uh, verse 17. And their sins, say this, and my sins and iniquities, he'll remember no more. So I'm not going to remember them either. I'm not bringing them to remembrance. Here's the big thing. Here's where the church messed up from day one. From day one, the church had people getting saved by confessing their sins. And if you read Romans chapter 10, it never tells you to confess your sin to get born again. It says to confess the Lord Jesus Christ and then get born again. The only ones that are to confess the sin are the church. It's not just in, in 1 John 1, 9. It's in uh, Revelation chapter two, 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. But never one time did he ever tell a sinner to confess his sins. You confess the Lord Jesus. That's how you get saved. But, you know, we've been doing it for years. Confess your sins. Well, I remember when they said that to me. I'll never forget it. Jim Ettinger, the pastor of Evangel Temple, 
I'm thinking, confess my sins. <laughs> Dear God, I can't even remember my own name. No, I can't. I, and I was thinking about him today because his, his, his wife moved in across the street from us just the other day. Yeah, yeah. My first pastor. And uh, I was thinking, I, I don't remember the day I was saved, but I remember his first message. I remember his first message was Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And I thought, what is my King Uzziah? And I identified it as my drug and alcohol addiction. Because at that time, like, and, and for months later, I would go home after church, roll up a joint and sit under a tree and read my Bible. Maybe, maybe it could be a two or three joint episode there in the afternoon. And, and, but I want you to know that I was just as saved then as I am now. He judges the heart, not the outward action. And he was dealing with me. And now that I'm perfected, ask Nancy. (laughs) Oh, the blood, the blood, the blood. There's sins in verse 17. There's sins and iniquities. I'll remember no more. Verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter the holiest. But it's again, we sang the, the blood songs today. It's just the blood. It's the blood plus or minus nothing. The blood worked in Exodus chapter 12 and got them out of Egypt. And the blood still works today. You apply the blood to the doorpost, the lintels of your heart. On a daily basis, plead the blood of Jesus. What, how, what do you say when you're charged? I plead the blood. What do you say when you're accused? The accuser of the brethren, the Bible says he's still doing it every day. He's still going to, on, to God on your behalf every day, saying you should have did this and you should have did that. It, it, but, but here's, I saw this vision somewhere. Either a preacher, preacher, I saw it somewhere. I'm sitting in a courtroom, and I've done that before a few times. I'm sitting in the courtroom on the stand, and the accuser, the prosecutors are nasty people. If you've ever seen one in action, <sighs> no, they're nasty. They hate, and they don't even know why they hate. Anyway, they, they, the accuser, the brethren, Satan, comes up and says, you should have did this, and you should have did that, and you did all these other things. And then... Your, your attorney, Jesus, says, only say what I say. Only say what I say. And he'll say, I'm innocent. I plead the blood. Hallelujah. It's double jeopardy. Somebody else paid for this crime, and I'm not paying for it. It's already been paid for, and you cannot charge me with it again. You can't be charged with the crime because it was already laid upon Jesus. You got that? You got that? Good. Don't make me come around and shake you. I'm feeling better, you know. Medication's starting to wear off. You better watch it. Verse 20, by, by a new, you have the boldness to come in by the blood. Not, not arrogance because of how good you are. And again, he didn't come to he 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 didn't come to get righteousness. He came to give righteousness. He came to give it to you. Not he didn't come looking for it. He came to bestow it upon you. By a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And I love this. And having a high priest 
over the house of God. The high priest would sprinkle that blood every day. We have a high priest. He's done it once and for all. Let us draw near with a true heart. Let us draw near with a most cheerful expectation, full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled with, by the blood from an evil conscience and our bodies washed by the word of God, the pure water. You know, he said that in Ephesians chapter 5. He said it in John chapter uh, 16. He said, you're now clean to the word that I've spoken unto you. So every time you ever get out in the world and you get dirty, and when you come home, you have a shower. That's what the word of God does every time you get in it. It's like, just shower me over, God. And then you said it in 1 John 1, 9, if I would confess my sin, the one that I know, you would cleanse me from sin and, and all unrighteousness. When you confess, all of a sudden, it's like, boom. You don't have to feel anything. It's a promise. Part of the covenant. Our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast. Hang on. Let us hold fast. Let us hold fast our confession of faith without wavering. And again, I like whenever I read this, I'm saying what he's saying is don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. Because if you're listening to yourself and your flesh is talking, you're either led by the spirit or you're led by your emotions. There's only two voices and your flesh is your emotional state. It's your soul. And when you, when you get led by your emotions, you get messed up. So don't do it. Let's hold fast our confession of faith without wavering. Why? Because he's faithful. He promised. See, I like this because he's talking about faith and then he's talking about patience. He said, faith, if you put the faith to work and the patience to work, hold fast your confession, the promise will be delivered. Hallelujah. Let's go to chapter three. We can go anywhere in Hebrews. Hebrews has got to be my favorite book. Wow. At least today. Just make a guy run around the church. Watch out. Verse 6, he, chapter 3 and verse 6. But Christ, as a center of his own host, I like the next part, whose host we are, if we hold fast to the confidence and the rejoicing. In other words, fearless courage, fearless courage. The best thing that you can ever do when things are going bad is have yourself a whole Holy Ghost fit, man. Just, just dance around the place. Break loose. People think you're crazy. Well, they already do, so you might as well show them. Rejoicing, the confidence, holding fast to the confidence and the rejoicing. How long? Her firm until the end. Verse 7, wherefore today the Holy Ghost says, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart the way that they did in the day of their temptation when your fathers tempted me and proved me for 40 years. I was grieved with that generation. They always err in their hearts and have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. Take heed, verse 12, take heed, brethren, 
take heed, New Covenant Ministries Church. Take heed. It, look at this. It says that an evil heart is a heart of unbelief. You might have an, a different idea for an evil heart. He's saying it's unbelief. Why? Because it'll cause you to, to depart from the living God. But I exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you hardens, are hardened through deceit. For we are made, look at this, we are made partakers of Christ if we hold fast our confidence until the end. Mm. My confidence doesn't come from my good works. My confidence comes from the shed blood of Jesus. Uh, maybe we should just go, uh, well, let's go up to verse, um, the last verses here, 18, 19. He swore unto them that they would not enter into his rest. Murmuring and complaining are expressions of doubt and unbelief. That's all you need to know. Murmuring and complaining are expressions of doubt and unbelief. And so what do I do with that? Stop it. <laughs> Admit, it. Admit it. Yeah. They, because they didn't believe, he said, so we see they could not enter the rest of God because of their unbelief. And so, yeah, but when you're at rest, when you're believing, there's a peace that comes. When your emotions are in charge, there's a whole lot of doubt and fatigue. Verse, uh, chapter 4 and verse 1, let us therefore fear. See, because it's obvious to me that it was a lack of faith that kept them out. Let us therefore fear lest we... Per Lest the promise, look, a promise has been left to us of entering into his rest that we should, don't come short of it. See, their hearing and their behavior didn't connect with one another. They heard the word of God, but they didn't connect with it. They didn't, they didn't get a hold of James chapter one and count it all joy when you fall, fall into diverse temptations, tests and trials, knowing that the trial of your faith is producing patience in your life. And when patience has its perfect work, you'll be complete, entire, and lacking in nothing. He's trying to get you over into the promises land. He's trying to get you over, in, you and I over into exceeding great and precious promises so that we can partake of his divine nature. He was trying to get them into the promised land, trying to get us into the promises land. He, he said, I've already given unto you all things that pertain to life, natural life, and godliness, spiritual life, and how, how it, he called you to glory and virtue. Then he says, whereby are given unto you. This book is filled with exceeding great and precious promises. You can get on the promises or just sit on the premises. It's your choice today. Verse 2, for unto us was the gospel given. It was preached unto us as well as unto them. Us is, us is today, 2023. The gospel is being preached to us right now. Right this day, on the 27th day of August, the gospel is being preached. But the, and the word preached to us profits us because we're mixing it with faith when we hear it. 
So you can't show it on Sunday and do it on Monday. Go for it, people. Go for it. New Covenant Ministries shares verse 3, for we which have believed to enter into rest. If they enter into my, he called it his rest. And the works were finished. Look at this verse 3, from the foundation of the world. It's already done. It's already done. Verse 11. See, it's almost like there's a fear here. He talks about in verse 1, there's a fear that we haven't been delivered from. Fear of falling short. It's like being diligent to hang in there. Hanging in there and not let not let everybody have to deal with flesh, but look, don't let the fa- flesh dictate who you are and what you believe. Deal with the flesh. Every day you'll have to deal with it. And when you deal with the flesh, verse 10, he that has entered into his rest has... here. Here's the key, verse 10. Here is the key in verse 10. He ceased from his own works. He stopped trying to change himself. He stopped trying to be a better person. He stopped it all. Is that in your Bible or is it just in mine? Ceased from his own works as God did his. Then the, then the next verse he says, hmm. well, really, in verse 10 he's saying, striving, striving is rebellion. Striving is disobedience. When he told Zedek the high priest, he said, I want you to make linen garments for the priests. What he was saying is, there's no sweat. There's no sweat in what you're doing. Sweatless victory. Romans uh, 8.37, in all things we are more than, more than conquerors. Okay, one more verse, okay. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Hallelujah. Lest any man fall in the example of unbelief. Verse 12 tells you how to enter into the rest. For the word of God is alive and powerful. The word of God is where the rest is. The word of God, the exceeding great and precious promises are where the rest is. And to remember what he said in in uh, Psalm 110 and verse 1. He said, I'll make your enemies... I will make I will make your enemies your footstool if you'll just sit down. If you just sit there and wait, you'll put your your feet on the backs of the things that have been pro- bothering you all this time. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.